Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. And I'm Police Smith. Happy birthday, United States! Sorta. Indeed, it's the 4th of July, and we have great music to celebrate some of its unsung heroes, more of our concerts from the Green River Festival's Roundhouse with Miko Marks and Larry and Joe. And although you may already have settled your 4th of July plans, we're making punches in the Cocktail Thunderdome for all your party needs with Sean Bilson of Gateway City Arts. But first, a quick reminder of some of the folks with whom we are especially proud to share this nation. What the Performance Project and First Gen do is put on these incredible performances featuring young people from our area. Before we introduce you to the ensemble, we will hear a piece that First Gen and the Performance Project has put together from their most recent production called Mother Tongue. It's called I Am the Voice. Yo soy la voz. I am the voice. Mimi ni sauti. Ana sauti. Of the welcomer. Sagad garniko. Yakwa karibisha. Men ahlan wasahlan. The good and the bad. I'll say it wajayit. Mazuri na mabaya. Rambro yanarambro. Lo bueno y lo malo. Peace. Art. Creativity. I am the voice. Yo soy la voz. Mo avasum. I am the voice. Mimi ni sauti. Ana sauti. The unwelcome. The Al-maskut. The suppressed. The oppressed. The angry and the scared. The people who cross our borders. Those who never heard. The, the voiceless. I am the voice. The people that want change. Las personas que quieren. The ferocious. The truth. Things. The youth. I am the voice. Hate and love. The people that get abandoned. The confused. The defenseless. Yo soy la voz. Mo avasum. I am the voice. Mimi ni sauti. Ana sauti. Justice. Justicia. The united. Resistencia. Movement. I am the voice. The empowered. I am the voice. Of my ancestors. I am the voice. Yo soy la voz. Mimi ni sauti. Ma, Mimi, Ana, yo, I am the voice of Guvu, Hua, Sakti, Poder, Power. Performers from First Gen and the Performance Project. I want you all to introduce yourself. Tell us your name and where you're from. My name is Star and I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts. My name is Charlotte and I'm from Holyoke. My name is MJ and I'm from Tanzania and I live in Springfield. My name is Manisha. I'm from Nepal. My name is Lolly and I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts. My name is Montasser. I am from Sudan and I live in Springfield. My name is Julita. I'm from Congo and I live in Springfield. That was incredible. Despite the fact that we were trying to challenge our engineer over there with all <laughs> the different dynamics of the whole thing. It, but, but that's what theater is all about. Yeah. It is about dynamics. Let's introduce you to the ensemble directors here, James Arana and Julie Lichtenberg. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is James Arana, and I'm originally from Central America, Belize, Honduras, Guatemala. I'm the indigenous people of the Caribbean. Yeah. I'm from Belize. And where do you live now, James? Now I live in Northampton. <laughs> and Julie Lichtenberg, where are you from? I'm originally from New York City, and I live in Northampton as well. Tell us about what the Performance Project and First Gen is. Ooh, in a nutshell. Yes. 
a intergenerational community that believes in nurturing and supporting its members. Everyone in the group comes together, shares stories. We do a lot of leadership workshops and we hold a lot of story circles. And then ultimately, first-gen members create a performance. Mother Tongue took about 14 months to create. They worked with a lot of different artists. The whole piece, Mother Tongue, is 90 minutes long and it incorporates all the languages of the ensemble and many, many stories from their families, their countries, their cultures, as well as growing up in Springfield and Holyoke. Yes, I like to say that what we do is really create the space for people to get together, listen together, listen to each other, create the supporting and nurturing and respectful space to be able to tell their stories. And we do that through a variety of different ways of creating connections. Yeah, connection is definitely at the core of our work. And actually, if we ever are for a lack of words to really encapture what we do, Montasser shares a first-generation welcome that captures every part of what we do. If you're interested in hearing I that. I am interested yeah, in hearing it. Come yeah. in, Montasser. They put you on the spot. Yeah, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Being on the spot is what it's all about. <laughs> welcome to First Generation. We are a community of many ages and ancestries who come together to create art, have fun, work hard, relax, be challenged, grow, make magic, create a safe and respectful space, feel connection and learn to nurture and support each other. We practice leadership, claim a public voice in our communities and send powerful messages out into the world through our performances. Welcome. I love that. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier than trying to explain it. Yeah, that said it. <laughs> and it's done in several different languages before English is spoken. Wow, that's incredible. Later in the show, we'll hear from Miko Marks and drink with Sean Bilson of Gateway City Arts and Secret Guests. Coming up, take an asylum-seeking harp player from Venezuela and pair him with a bluegrass aficionado. And what do you get? A blend of musical cultures that is all American, both North and South. We'll hear our session with Larry and Joe from the Green River Festival. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. Porque no, uh, nada... Nada porque no traje traje. <laughs> why did, why you're not swimming? Because I didn't bring a suit. Yeah. 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 That's the kind of dumb Spanish language jokes you can get from me here. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually my line. I appreciate that somebody else yeah. has done it. I appreciate that everybody used my dad jokes that way. <sighs> Welcome to the Fabulous 413 live in the Roundhouse at the Green River Festival at the Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield. Let's give a round of applause to this wonderful festival. <laughs> I'm Monty Belmonte. And I'm Khalees Smith. We're excited to welcome to the Roundhouse Kicks these pop-up performances here in the Roundhouse, Larry Bellorin, who hails from Montaiga, Montagas? Monagas. Monagas, Venezuela. See, this is going to be, we're going we're gonna to push the limits of our Spanish language knowledge <laughs> in this. Uh, a legend in Janera music, pretty close, as well as Joe Troop, who's from North Carolina, a Grammy-nominated bluegrass and old-time musician. They have combined their forces uh, to make this blend of Venezuelan and Appalachian folk music. And we'll talk a little bit about that in just a bit. But first, let's hear a song, song from Larry and Joe. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. Lottie and Joe live from the Roundhouse at the Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield at the Green River Festival. That was fantastic. For those who are just listening and not here in the Roundhouse with us, maybe they recognize the sound of the banjo, but perhaps they were thinking, what was that other instrument? It sounded perhaps guitar-esque, but it is not. Larry and Joe is going to translate. Tell us about this gorgeous, shiny blue instrument that you're playing for us right it's now. It's purple. This this instrument is the Venezuelan Llanera harp. Llanera means of the plains. El Llano is the plains region shared between Venezuela and Colombia, and Llanera means of the plains. Es un instrumento que se convierte en la representación del joropo llanero colombo venezolano. And this instrument has become the ultimate representation of Colombian and Venezuelan joropo, which is the genre of music. When it's fast and furious, música llanera can also be called joropo. Was that a good example of it that we just heard? Yeah, that was a typical joropo form. It's called gaban. And since there's a banjo in this version, we call it gabanjo. <laughs> How does harp get to the plains? Como entre arpa a esta área? Because it's so big, it seems like it's not portable. Ah, bueno, el arpa entra a Venezuela por un clavecín de piano. So it actually uh, entered Venezuela as a refabricated clavichord, uh, eh, turned upright. Que al ponerlo de pie, es igual a un arpa. Yeah, when you stand it upright, it's uh, just like a harp. How does this harp get to North Carolina? Can you tell us a little bit about the origin story of, of your act, Larry and Joe? Yeah, sure. So um, Larry is an asylum seeker. He had to hang up a 25-year career in music to immigrate to the United States. And he wound up working in construction for seven years, which he was not used to. It was very hard on his body. He sustained a lot of work-related injuries. But he persevered. We started this duo in March of 2022. As of January, it became both of our full-time jobs, so now Larry is back to working in music, which is his, his actual vocation, you know, his calling. So we met through a mutual friend. I had lived a decade in South America and was working with asylum seekers, and somebody tipped me off that there was this brilliant asylum-seeking musician working construction in Raleigh in my home state of North Carolina, and I saw some videos and had to pick my jaw up off the floor, and then I cold-called him. <laughs> we collaborated. The first time we ever played, we got a standing ovation and said, you know, we ought to make a run of this. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, we're in Western Massachusetts. How do you combine your musical styles for what you currently play? Hasta ahora nos hemos entendido porque el folclore nuestro venezolano y el folclore de acá pues está en la base cordofónica. Yeah, we understand each other because both of our uh, traditions are <laughs> string band traditions, joropo just like old time and bluegrass. Mm. Y aunque los tiempos, las medidas de tiempo son diferentes, pues hubo una magia entre el banjo y el arpa que hicieron una combinación inesperada. And even though the time signatures and the meters are very different, uh, when we combined banjo and harp, there was some sort of instantaneous magic that came out of that combination. Pero lo mejor de esto es que eh, yo me enamoré del bluegrass y por eso se me hizo fácil o digamos un poco más fácil entrar en el mundo de la música. Yeah, yeah. The, and the, the best thing is that in, in this process, I also fell in love with bluegrass, which made it easier for me to enter in the, the traditions here. Yeah. We here on the Fabulous 413 have talked about uh, immigration issues. Larry, what do you want people to know about what it means to come to this country seeking asylum? What's a message for our listeners to know about what you're looking for when you come here looking for asylum? It's important that people know that 
la mayoría en el caso de los venezolanos it's important for people to understand that in the case of venezuelans the majority of us nos nos tocó experimentar una experiencia jamás tenida I had to go through an experience we had never imagined never had pero en su mayoría nosotros venimos acá ya con una preparación bien sea en cualquier área de trabajo but o en el área musical but most of us come here with a professional vocation in my case music puedes conseguir en la calle haciendo cualquier trabajo un médico venezolano un ingeniero you might find someone on a job site in the street doing any kind of work that actually back in Venezuela was an engineer or a doctor y lo que en verdad queremos que sepa el pueblo estadounidense es que nosotros vinimos aquí a luchar por el futuro de nuestras familias and we want you to know that we came here to fight for the future of our families that is Larry and Joe we're now making their home in North Carolina. That's right. I live in Durham, uh, and Larry lives in Raleigh. So in Spanish, he's Larry de Raleigh. La Larry de Raleigh. Oh, no. They all join in <laughs> by I the end. I love dad jokes galore here. <laughs> totally. You'll be back um, if you missed it at the Green River Festival in November somewhere, we hear. That's right. Somewhere in Western Mass. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to be in this part of New England in November. We can't wait. In an undisclosed location. Go get on their newsletter to find out how you can see more of them play. That's right. Head over to LarryAndJoe.com. Don't confuse us with the pizza shop in Newark, New Jersey, or the plumbing service in Los Angeles. We're... Cuando hagan la pizza de puerco frito, Larry's willing to entertain a business partnership once they come out with the fried pork pizza <laughs> or the fried pork plumbing. Chicharron pizza sounds like the so, best. Yeah, chicharron pizza suena bien. Test it on pizza. Yes. Yeah, chicharron pizza. I'll take the plant-based alternative, thank uh, you, okay. but that's okay. That's okay. Shall we hear one more song? Yeah, pick your poison. You want Venezuelan music or bluegrass? I think Venezuela. Oh, somebody said Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah, let's do it. Simon Simon. So the, this next one that we're going to interpret was composed by the great Simon Diaz of Venezuela, affectionately known as El Tío Simon in that country, Uncle Simon. Fue un tema que obtuvo el primer premio Latin Grammy para el folclore llanero de Venezuela. And this song received the first Latin Grammy for Venezuelan folk song. We're going to do it for you today in the Larry and Joe style. Hope you enjoy it. It's called Caballo Viejo, which means old horse. And uh, we're going to get Larry to make a couple horse sounds to get us in the mood. Larry, ¿qué dice el caballo viejo? What's an old horse say? <laughs> Beautiful. And, uh, and a young horse, un caballo joven. Here we go. All right, now we're in the mood. Cuando el amor llega así de esta manera, uno no se da ni cuenta. El coro tan revedece, un guamachito florece y la soga se revienta. Cuando el amor llega así de esta manera, uno no se da ni cuenta. El coro tan revedece, un guamachito florece 
y la soga se revienta Caballo de lanzabana porque está viejo y cansado Pero no se dan de cuenta que un corazón amarrado Cuando le sueltan las riendas es caballo desbocado si una potra la sana, caballo viejo se encuentra El pecho se le desgrana y no hace caso a falseta Y no le obedece al freno ni le paran falsas riendas Así, de esta manera, uno no tiene la culpa Que ese no tiene horario, ni fecha en el calendario Cuando las ganas se juntan Cuando el amor llega así, de esta manera Uno no tiene la culpa Que ese no tiene horario, ni fecha en el calendario Cuando las ganas se juntan Caballo le dan sabana y tiene el tiempo contado Se va por la mañana con su pasito apurado a ver ese con su potranca Que lo tiene más El potro da tiempo al tiempo porque le sobra la Caballo viejo no puede perder las que le dan, porque después de esta vida no hay otra Fabulous 413 in the Roundhouse stage at the Green River Festival. Coming up, we'll hear a country singer back after 14 years away from the business, our Roundhouse session with Miko Marks from the Green River Festival. But first, we drink with Sean Bilson of Judd's and Gateway City Arts, tackling punches for your fourth in our cocktail Thunderdome. Tackling is better than trading. You're listening to the Fabulous 413 on NEPM. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, offering solar options, energy security, and solutions for the local community. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. Here we are once again. 
the Cocktail Thunderdome. We don't have a proper name for this yet. I think Cocktail Thunderdome works. The Tina Turner Memorial Cocktail Thunderdome too. <laughs> we have the Tina Turner Memorial Wine Thunderdome. Why not make it? You can have all the Thunderdomes. And we figured that even though it's mostly cookouts, barbecues, backyard hangouts for your 4th of Julys, another thing that you can do without too much effort that's always a crowd pleaser, punches. So we've brought back Sean Belson of Gateway City Arts to have us pit two punches against each other and we will choose. And we have a guest third because having us choose between two people is always a disaster. So now we got a tie-breaking vote here. We've got Neil Robinson, who is also from Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. If you've ever been to the Iron Horse, you've seen Neil. And now if you've been to Gateway recently, you've probably seen Neil too. The big news story of last week, of course, was that Gateway is up for sale. But Neil, you're assuring me that at least through the end of 2023, Gateway is functioning and going to be wicked fun. Oh, absolutely. We've got a lot of great stuff coming. DSP is booking shows that are going to be slamming. Julia Jacqueline's coming in at the end of the month. What? How did I miss that? Better get it fast. I know. She's amazing. (laughs) Well, now you know. Okay, well, that's what I'm doing. You can get on the guest list. Yeah. No, I'm going to buy a ticket and support the venues that I like. Okay. And our strategy is to do the best local, regional, and national acts. We've been pulling in a lot of great music from Boston. And this fall, I've got a great band from Sweden coming in called the Cocktail Sippers. Got oh, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like- <laughs> that's yeah, what, we're, what we're doing. We've got King's X coming in for some yeah. old school metalheads yeah. in October. So this fall is going to be really great. And also we're booking private events and parties and we're doing catering. There's a lot of great stuff. We are not dead. We're very much alive. So come down and check out some shows. Meanwhile, we'll be rooting for you and continuing to support you. Not just by making you come in and make us drinks. But anyway, Uh, you've come to the NEPM kitchen. I I love this kitchen. I'm happy to be here again. (laughs) (laughs) You did it once and now it just feels like the right thing to do. I I gotta say, since the last time I was in here, I could see there's been a lot of work done here. Instead of tripping over like chunks of scaffolding, now there's a floor. I can walk in here now. This is awesome. So what are we going to be drinking there, Sean Bilson? Uh, Booze. All right. Yeah. So like Khalees was saying, in the spirit of summer barbecues, nice refreshing drinks, we're going to look at tiki cocktails. Tiki is an interesting subset of cocktails because it kind of got started as a counterpoint to high-end, very swanky clubs where you wouldn't be allowed in if you weren't dressed in black tie attire. And what it all comes down to is two guys, this uh, gentleman named Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic. They had a fascination with Polynesian culture and being on the beach and we're both based out of California where you see a lot of prohibition era clubs and we're like you know what I don't want to get dressed to go have a drink so that's where you start seeing the shift from lounge singing to come get a freaking cocktail Uh, (laughs) one of the core pillars of tiki drinks are punches they're generally defined by one or more types of rum, demerara, simple syrup, generally some weird liqueur, and then juices. So we are going to pair, in my mind, what is a classic punch, the planter's punch, against what's supposed to be hibiscus, but I couldn't find a hibiscus liqueur, so we're going to use a classic other flavor profile in tiki drinks, which is passion fruit. I feel like this is a trend that you have to continue now, because last time we had the last word where we were using yellow chartreuse instead of green, green chartreuse. chartreuse. Yeah. There always has to be one of these cocktails with a substitution. <laughs> 
I think I'm just going to make these substitutions wilder and wilder every time. It's like, sorry, I couldn't find gin, so we're using absinthe this go around. <laughs> yeah, right. um, and it makes you feel more creative at home when you yeah. see a, a real bartender does this. I'm going to go use whatever I have at my house. It's like, wow, this guy's a hack, and so can I be. Yeah, I've made so many mistakes like that with them making cocktails at my own house. But it's also like nice to think about substitutions just in general. You learn where the lines are, move along this line, and get something similar. You don't necessarily have to have exactly what's on the page. I've been training up some bar staff at Judd's and now Gateway City Arts and one of the things because it's still open it's still open yeah um, <laughs> I've got one bartender who will always ask like hey what will happen if I do these two together I'm like well one the world's not going to end two think about when you are making the substitution what direction are you trying to take it in you can look at the different types of tastes flavors and just follow those in all sorts of different directions that's boring let's drink Yes. <laughs> yes. I just have one thing. Judd's is still open for private parties, though you can have cocktails in the beer garden, which is open. Yeah. Okay. We got a real shaker this time. We yes. A, a we broke a glass last time. <laughs> Police went back to her house to get the shaker, brought it here. To the, we should just leave it in the NEPM kitchen. I have enough shakers at yeah. home. I can do that. Another tiki cocktail-related question. Though. Yeah. So I, I grew up eating what I call bad Chinese or inauthentic Chinese, which I love. Poo-poo like, platters, no, things no, on no, fire. No, I'm going to go come out here and be on this hill because there's a big movement, and I think that they're absolutely right. American Chinese is its own thing. Right. But is it mostly Polynesian and not Chinese? No. Including the scorpion bowl kind of situation. Is that the kind of stuff that is in this book, yeah. The Smuggler's Cove. An interesting piece of history is that most things we think of, like punches, Mai Tais, and other tiki drinks, do originate back all the way to Trader Vic and Don the Beachcomber. And another fun little bit of bar trivia is that when he opened up Don the Beachcomber in California and he's arranging the bar, the bar was in two sets. You had your normal bar, which you'd think of today, you walk up, you sit down, you get a drink, and there was a bartender back there. But that bartender didn't know how to make the recipes because the real magic happened behind a wall where most kitchens would sit and then he had a suite of guys in the back mixing all the drinks and who had all the proportions of the cocktails but even then they didn't know the full recipes because don the beachcomber himself would come in and batch everything out so what they knew is that you need liquor number four and bitters number three for this cocktail when people would come and try and figure out the recipes and snipe some of the staff in the back they would get nothing because they didn't know anything because he was fiercely <laughs> protective of these Secrets. Part of the thing with Don the Beachcomber, too, is he lost the rights to the Don the Beachcomber name. He married, ended up franchised across the country, and then in the divorce, his wife got the business. So he really doesn't actually have any rights to any of his creations anymore. Oh, so you got the gold mine and you got the shaft? Is what you're saying? Well, it all sounds sort of funny, but it hurts too much to laugh. She got the gold mine, I got the shaft. You ain't heard nothing yet. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Good job. That was my favorite country song. <laughs> That's an actual song. <laughs> Ringo, the spirit guide, has shown up from my old shows. Come over here, Ringo. Do we have another cop? This is Sean Bilson from Judd's. And, <laughs> and, and Neil Robinson. Did you text me? No, I was covering for somebody in Springfield today. July 4th was funny shipping, so I was like, I'm going to stop that with Monty and show them something absolutely silly. Uh, so this is a planter's punch. Everybody drink it now. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Oh, that's delightful. Another thing no. I often see in, in tiki, it's always juices, but it's often pineapple or mm -hmm. orange, which lend like a really nice backbone, both in acidity and sweetness to whatever punch you're making. 
And this one in particular, it's a light rum. I used Bacardi Silver. Dark rum. It calls for a Barbados rum. I cheated and used Old Monk. Then it calls for orange juice, pineapple juice, and grenadine. And I stepped out the grenadine for Luxardo cherry juice in place of that sickly sweet red 40 grenadine. Oh my God. When I was a kid, we used to drink straight grenadine oh from my, my friend's bar. Oh, wow. That's, that is wild. You ran around that neighborhood crazy. Yeah. Yes. How, uh, how's your blood sugar doing? It's, it's bad. I was pre-diabetic from like Jump Street. It was all like Cocoa Pebbles, oatmeal pies, and straight grenadine for my entire childhood. Straight yeah, grenadine right. and Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of these is going to be the, the Master Blaster, let's say. Louder. Master Blaster runs by the town. And the Ooh. other is going to be the Max. This is feeling pretty Max right now. Yeah, pretty good. This is pretty good. All right, I'm going to dump between the shaker and let's do the other one. Sean is auntie. <laughs> that means you're auntie. You're Tina. All right, Sean Billson from Judd's, where you can still get cocktails, at least in the beer garden at Gateway City Arts, which is still open. Speaking of a place and time to get cocktails, you want to talk about the fun cocktail dinner that we're doing? Neil Robinson, Neil also Robinson. of Gateway. Yes, indeed. Before Comedy as a Weapon, which is a great Tim Lovett program. He was on our show. He was a commencement speaker at Greenfield Community College. We're working with him to produce a series of shows called Laugh Holyoke Laugh, where he's going to bring some great comedian comics down to perform in the Divine Theater. Beforehand, we are going to have a cocktail event where we're going to be sampling various creations of Sean's with uh, free appetizers, with the ticket, of course. Be sure to take a look for that and sign up for it. It's going to be great. When's that happening? That is on the 15th, the Saturday. All right, cocktail number two, Auntie Sean Bilson. So the second one is definitely the hibiscus one with passion fruit. This one's a little bit simpler. We started with Smith & Cross rum, a nice Jamaican rum, Demerara sugar, lime juice, this passion fruit liqueur, and that's really it. Keeping it nice and simple as a counterpoint to this sort of juice-laden planters punch. Yeah! Got it, got it on the shirt. Got it on the shirt. Look, that's the tithe. That's the angel's share. I was pouring a drink for somebody yesterday, and the speed pour popped off the bottle of Hennessy and just oh, down my shirt. Yeah. And then I, then I had to go talk to my boss and was like, I just smell like liquor right now. I am a bartender. Smell the passion fruit from here. This one's more earthy, less fruity. Oh, that passion fruit. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, that passion fruit's that really passion nice. That passion fruit is killer. Yeah. I like that. But uh, I'm getting Master Blaster vibes from this. Yeah, you are. I feel like Max is feeding this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, but it doesn't feel like something I want to drink outside on a hot day. I would sit and I would enjoy this and I would sip it like with dinner. But if I'm out running around lighting fireworks and doing all sorts of other things that are illegal in Massachusetts, I feel like the planter's punch really just feels like I can be doing this all day. It's a classic for a reason. I love this. It's delicious. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this, but I 100% agree with you. If this is 4th of July, it's sunny and hot and you're in the backyard and you haven't made horrible decisions like me, which is drink and then decide you're going to make mojitos and accidentally <laughs> grab oregano instead of mint. Oh my oh, God! Again, nice. substituting ingredients. Well done. Make the mojitos before. This is not This is not. This is not. substitute for mint in mojitos. Oregano is absolutely not well, one of the let's, I will, Yes, it is because yeah. it's been done. It's been done. It was not intentional. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I may have not have been in my, we uh, so my prime form. We could. We never stopped to <laughs> Think whether we it wasn't even that. It was like, oh, here's the mint. Turns out it wasn't. And how was it? It was gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
pizza mojitos. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. You'd have a lot of planter's punch on hand. You'd make a little bit of this for somebody to try, but you wouldn't make a giant batch. And what we're looking for is something that you can make a big batch of and ladle it out. And ladle it out. Yeah, I think you're all right. This is the planter's punch. Yeah. Ringo, the spirit guy who used to work at State Street Fruit Store, Deli Wines and Spirits, the epicenter, the origin story of the wine Thunderdome. Do you have a vote on these? They are both fantastic, but yeah, the second punch is definitely a little bit too heavy for a hot summer day, given that it came in off the street. Are we unanimous in our decision on punch? I think that we are. Yeah. Punch. Yeah. Punch, punch is the Mad Max. Yeah. yeah I'm going right. to go Planter's Punch all the way. Yeah. Bring yeah. the classics to your 4th of July party. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hope Do you have all that booze on hand because the liquor stores are closed today. Sorry about right. that. Yeah. Sorry. We didn't. We should have warned you in advance. <laughs> I've made this mistake before. <laughs> also, Thanksgiving. Be prepared. <laughs> In the, oh, in the, the spirit of the Thunderdome, you're going to be making a lot of substitutions. Up next, the amazing Miko Marks joins our roundhouse session at the Green River Festival. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. I'm supposed to lead this, but I'm bad at it, so. Hi, welcome to the roundhouse, kicks, which is what Monty's calling this. That's my first time saying it out loud, and I feel awkward. But we're Monty and Kalise from The Fabulous 413 on NEPM doing a small set of intimate concert experiences here at the Green River Festival. And when I saw this artist on the lineup, I was like, oh, we got to get her. And so we bring to you Miko Marks. From all the way over here. Do you want to start us off with a song? Yeah, that's Sweet. One, two, three. Out of all the talking, when nothing seems to change, every generation's gotta find the same damn thing. Politicians go, and politicians go, yeah. Oh! 
Miko Marks live in the Roundhouse at the Green River Festival, Franklin County Fairgrounds in Greenfield. Thank you. So, get the, this is real awkward. <laughs> I can feel you. I, I feel you. Just talk behind you. I feel you. Like, for those out in Radioland, I'm standing behind Miko, like directly <laughs> behind. So now it seems more like a theater piece. <laughs> you stepped away from music for 14 years, but you were still making things in that time, right? I was still performing, but I kind of stepped away because when I first started out, the country music industry wasn't as receptive to me because of the way I look, the color of my skin. And so I didn't have much success, so I was just disenchanted with the process. And so I was like, you know what, forget music. <laughs> but the universe thought otherwise, so I'm back. <laughs> Was there a moment where something happened, you knew it was time to come back? Yes, there was a moment in 2019. I have been playing with Steve Weirman and Justin Phipps for a long time, and I have been calling Steve on the phone, but he never returned my calls. Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> he never returned my calls, but then I reached out to Justin Phipps, and I was like, hey, we need to make some music. I wasn't talking about recording or anything, but I was just talking about jamming. And then Justin was like, I, I started a label, it's a nonprofit. It's called Red Tone Records, and I wrote a song called Goodnight America, and I'd love to send it to you. He sent me that song, and it floored me. It brought me to tears, and it was really talking about America and righting its wrongs as a country. I'd never done anything social or political in my career in music, but I felt compelled to do the song. And so then it was like, want to do another one? <laughs> and so it kind of snowballed from there. And now you're singing about good trouble, like John Lewis, so yes, there you go. Yes, yes. Fast forward all those years, I've matured, I grew as a woman, I raised a son. The music that I'm making now, I really want to leave an impact on you and leave a legacy for myself. I'm working with people that I love at that company. It's a different model than the regular record company. They're totally supportive <laughs> and good writers on the team, good music makers and I just fell into some really good hands, and now we're just at the Green River Festival. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I thank you for being here. I think that people aren't necessarily aware that there is a thriving and really impressive black country music scene that has been there, has always been there. There's so much rooted in there that is part of black culture. Have you met other folks in black country music that you're inspired by and maybe are looking to collaborate with? Yes. When I started out, I only knew about Charlie Pride and DeFord Bailey, but when I started out, there was Reese Palmer. Mm -hmm. But now, fast forward all these years, there are so many people. There's, there's Reese, there's Raina Roberts, there's Britney Spencer, there's Willie Jones. I can go on and on naming people, but I did get a chance to collaborate with Reese Palmer, and we made a song called Still Here because we've had a long, a long standing career in music and our song is about still being here, still being relevant. And she had a PBS special, Masters in the Making. We're just doing what we do now without all the cares of the industry and the world. We're just kind of making music for us and for you. <laughs> There's a traditionally white space called the Grand Old Opry that I think you had an experience with. And I heard tell you knocked the socks off and got two standing ovations when you finally made it to the Grand Old Opry. True? True. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what that experience is like after having left country music because you felt like it was a place you weren't welcome in the Grand Old Opry. 
Well, I gotta tell you the beginning of the story. So Reese calls me and she's like, hey Miko, I need you to come on the Grand Old Opry and sing background for me. You can't be in the circle and you can't say it's your debut. Can you come support me? And I was like, sure. So we did a song by the Judds called Flies on the Butter. Then at the end of the song, I was leaving stage and she was like, Miko, what are you gonna sing at your Opry debut on October 14th? I'm on stage at the Opry and she surprises me and I was just a ball of tears I couldn't believe it was happening. So the day happened and I stood in that circle and I just felt all the spirits of those that had gone before me. I felt Waylon, I felt Johnny, I felt Pam Tillis. And I just got overcome with emotion and then I was crying like, I was crying my eyes out and the audience just really cheered me on and they championed me. That was a moment I will never forget ever in life. Yeah. <laughs> I had questions and I've forgotten them because that story was beautiful. <laughs> and, now, and now you've left me out to dry, you bastard. So while I think of other questions to ask you, why don't we have another song? Okay, that sounds good. good. I'm so, y'all, I tell you, I wouldn't be able to do this without Steve Weirman and Effie Zilch. Like, y'all see, I don't have an instrument. I'm using my voice, but I need them. So thank y'all for being here. So the song we're gonna do next is called Burdens and I Do It For Me. I'm doing it for you because I carry a lot of weight on my shoulders and this song reminds me to kind of let things go. This is Lay Your Burdens Down. One, two, three, two, two, three. Long is the road you've traveled a while Heavy the load that you bear Though sorrow has followed you every mile There is hope in the midst of despair For the angels are lifting your head to the sky With trouble and heartache shall see and you'll get a taste of that sweet by and by. Here and now, you will find your release. You can lay, lay your burdens down. In the spirit, there's rest for your soul. When the waves of a storm Rage all around, peace like a river grows. Oh, peace like a river grows. Dark are the days when you walk alone. Cold is the ground where you sleep and though your heart may be weary of turning stone these healing waters run deep so be not disheartened be not dismayed the sunlight is breaking on you Angels are singing, be not afraid. 
the spirit there's rest for your soul and when the ways of the storm rage all around peace like a river Marks live in the roundhouse at the Franklin County Fairgrounds here on the fabulous 413. We're so glad you decided to come back to music. Thank you. And so, such a privilege to see you live because you have one of those voices. The recordings don't do you justice. Watching your voice fill up a room is something that needs to happen. Tomorrow on the show, we'll explore the majesty of how your sentences sound. We get into the royal order of adjectives with resident wordster Emily Brewster of Merriam-Webster. And one of the area's favorite crops is starting to come in. Corn comes for us all with Mike Calabries of Calabrese Farms in Southwick. Thanks to the entire Fab 413 team, who we hope are getting at least a little rest in this holiday, especially you, Betsy. I'm Monty Belmonte. I'm Grace Smith. See you tomorrow on the Fabulous 413.